0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Penguins to Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Nick Berlansky, and today we're going to look a little bit into the future because the NHL trade deadline is under two months away. Uh, It's about six or seven weeks from now on March 3rd of 2023, And the big question for the Pittsburgh Penguins is, do they part with their first-round pick in 2023? Ron Hextall has made it a point that he wants to build for today while also making sure to take care of tomorrow. That's been his basically motto since he was hired by the Penguins a couple seasons ago. He has not traded a first-round pick, which is a change of pace for a Pittsburgh Penguins general manager because Ray Shiro did it a couple times. Jim Rutherford did it annually, it seems. But Ron Hextall has been more careful with them. He has not traded away that first round pick. Now, he's only made one, but he has yet to move a first rounder from the Penguins. This time around, he should. That first round pick needs to be on the table for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Not that it... Should be, not that it might be, it needs to be on the table. Now that does not mean that he has to make a move with the first round pick, but he has to be willing to make a move utilizing that first round pick. This championship window for the Pittsburgh Penguins is finite. We all know that. We all understand that the careers of Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin and Chris Letang, who are the driving force behind this team, are not going to last forever. The Penguins are lucky that Crosby and Malkin, and even Latang to a certain extent, are still playing at a very, very high level this season. Malkin is around a point per game, Crosby is far exceeding a point per game, and these guys are playing like they're still in their prime, because really, they are. They are still in their prime, and they probably have two or three more seasons of that left. I don't know for sure, nobody can say that they know for sure, but I would expect that after three more seasons, you're probably not going to get this level of play from both of them. So I genuinely believe that this Penguins team, the way it's currently constructed, yes they have a couple other needs and we'll talk about that at the end of this episode, but I think that the Penguins team, the foundation of this team, and really the entire structure of this team can beat anyone in this league in a best-of-seven series. Now, things have to go right. I'm not saying they're going to dominate any best-of-seven series, but I do believe that they would be able to pull out a victory against any other team in this league, mainly because I feel like this league is very wide open this year. In years past, it's been, oh, the Vegas Golden Knights are going to be tough to beat. Oh, those Tampa Bay Lightning are going to be tough to beat. Boston Bruins, tough to beat. Not to say that they aren't. But I do think that every team, and part of that is because of the salary cap situation that everybody is in, every team seems to be on more of a level playing field this year. And that brings an opportunity forward for the Pittsburgh Penguins to add a piece at the deadline, a big piece, not just a nice addition, but a big piece. And part of that is going to be using a first round pick. Look at last year's pick to see why it shouldn't be sacrilege to trade away this one. Owen Pickering, 18 years old right now, playing for the swift current Broncos of the WHL, he is a good prospect. He could very well turn into a great defenseman in the future. But we're not going to see him anytime soon. We're certainly not going to see him in the next two to three seasons unless his progress takes massive leaps forward. So yes, Ron Hextall, as of right now, that looks like a good pick. You know, Owen Pickering is a nice prospect. It boosts your system slightly because one player can only do so much. But you have something to look forward to if you're a Pittsburgh Penguins fan, right? But again, we're not talking about the end of the Ryan Getzlav-Cory Perry era In Anaheim, we're talking about Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin and utilizing two of the greatest players in the history of the game and getting them what they need to win a championship. At least one more. And a guy like Owen Pickering, while that's a great piece for the future, I don't think he's going to be helping out Crosby and Malkin in their prime. So yes, Trey the Pick. Now... We understand you have to tread lightly when trading a first-round pick. I think overall, draft capital has been devalued over the past couple of years. But I still think you have to be mightily careful when trading this away, especially if you're you're Ron Hextall right now. He's operating on a ledge. Nobody's come out and said that. But if you look at this team, if you look at where this team is going to finish this season, if they don't improve where they're at right now, Ron Hextall is probably out of a job. New ownership came in last year and was already questioning his plan in the first summer that they were in charge. Everybody forget about that? They basically told him, hey, what's the plan? And he said, yeah, to win another Stanley Cup while making sure the future is still being maintained of this organization. And they said, well, that's great. But as my high school algebra teacher told me, show your work. I, don't, I need to know how you got to that answer to know that you're getting there the correct way and that your plan actually has some sense to it. They came out and straight up told him that. He said, oh, it's in my head. They said, hey, write it out for us, spell it for us. So yeah, it feels like he's on a ledge. And as of right now, the team isn't doing very much to help pull him back off that ledge. He can't afford to make a misstep. So if he's going to trade this first-round pick, it needs to be a solid trade. They want to win another championship with this core. Everyone does. You have to be smart in order to do so. Look at the previous first-rounders that the Penguins have traded away and the compensation they've gotten for it. At least in the last 15 years, there have been some good trades. There have been some bad trades, and there have been some absolutely horrendous moves made by the Pittsburgh Penguins, where they traded a first-round pick and got basically nothing in return. The latest pick that was traded, now the trade happened beforehand, Jason Zucker was acquired for the 2021 first-round pick, and Kalen Addison. It's an okay trade. It really is. Jason Zucker this year, making it more worth it. He's exactly what we wanted this season. But it would have been nice to have that the other two years. The only solace in that is the first rounder from that draft has still not made the NHL, as far as I'm aware. So, okay, I'll say Jason Zucker, good trade. Kasperi Kapanen in 2020, bad trade. First round pick. That ended up being Rodion Amirov. The 15th overall pick. No, It doesn't matter who it was. It was the 15th overall pick in 2020. Because the Penguins lost out in that crazy 2014 tournament where they lost to the Montreal Canadiens. So the 15th overall pick for Kasperi Kapanen. Bad trade. 2018 for Derek Brassard, Bad. 2017 for Ryan Reeves. Horrific. 2016 they traded for Phil Kessel for the 2016 First round pick, that was probably the best one on this list. David Perron in 2015, okay. Jerome Ginla, this was a Ray Shiro trade in 2013. Nobody else wants to say it, I will. That was a bad trade. Jerome Ginla did not bring very much of anything to that Pittsburgh Penguins team, even though they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yes, childhood me was ecstatic. Yes, childhood me tries to only remember him scoring bombs on the power play, but that's about all he provided. He was not a five-on-five addition whatsoever. So I'm going to say that's a bad trade. Great name. Historic name. Awesome to say that I watched Jerome McGinley, Hockey Hall of Famer, play for the Pittsburgh Penguins alongside Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin in their prime. That's fantastic, but if you look at the trade and what it provided for the Pittsburgh Penguins for a rental, was not enough. And then Marion Hossa in 2008, we all know how that went. Was a rental, was worth it though because Marion Hossa severely impacted the Pittsburgh Penguins in that postseason and is a major reason as to why they went to the Stanley Cup in 2008. So yeah, mixed bag of results there. You cannot have a mixed bag of results this season though. You need to make sure you get value out of that pick if you're going to trade it. Now that... Begs the question who they should target. There's a lot of names out there on the trade board. A lot of those names, however, come with big salary cap hits. So I'm not going to get into what they're going to be sending back all that much. But here is something that being willing to trade the first overall, but not the first overall. That would be stupid because it's Connor Bedard. But the first round pick for the Pittsburgh Penguins, which I highly doubt will end up being the first overall. It opens up the door to get a top-tier left-handed defenseman, which is, I think, the biggest need for the Pittsburgh Penguins. The right side of the defense is stacked when healthy. Chris Letang, Jeff Petrie, Jan Ruda does not get much better than that. I think that is a phenomenal right side of the defense. The left side has three solid pieces, but in my opinion, there's no standout number one guy. There isn't. Maybe it's Pedersen, maybe it's Joseph, maybe even it's Smith. Some days it's Dumoulin if you really want to just lose games, but there's no standout. Yeah, this is our number one guy on the left side. That's what the Pittsburgh Penguins need. The top option on the market right now is Jacob Chikrin out of Arizona. Now that might be a pipe dream, but at the same time, if you're willing to pay one first round pick, maybe you're willing to pay a second first round pick for Jacob Chikrin. 24 years old. Has only ever played on the Arizona Coyotes, yet has put up fairly decent numbers, underlying and otherwise. He might be the most expensive, because he is probably the biggest trade piece on the market, and has been for some time. As of right now, the Coyotes, like I mentioned, are asking for two first-round picks and a pretty good prospect. I don't know who the Penguins would trade away as a prospect. I don't know if it would be Sam Poulin. I don't know if it would be Valtteri Pustinen, but... That's what gives me a little bit of pause. You know, are they willing to accept Kasperi Kapanen as a prospect still? I don't. I don't think so. Uh, so the price might be too steep for that. But being willing to trade your first round pick at least gets you into that conversation. Because right now the Arizona Coyotes aren't getting what they asked for, so the price might come down eventually. So I'm looking for a left side defenseman. Another name out there is Vladislav Gavrikov of the Columbus Blue Jackets. I don't hate that, but again. If you're trading a first round pick, I don't know if if that's enough compensation back. I understand picks are being devalued every single season, but I just don't know about a first rounder for, for Gavrikov of the Columbus Blue Jackets. But like I said, it opens the door to basically everybody out there right now because the market is a buyer's market at the moment. Sellers aren't getting what they're asking for, they're not getting offered what they're asking for, so maybe being willing to trade that first round pick gets you into a lot of conversations that it otherwise wouldn't. The other piece that they need is bottom six. And I say that because they might need one or two bottom six pieces to really turn this team into a contender. They might be able to do it with just acquiring one and maybe hitting on a prospect that gets called up. I already mentioned Pustin, and I do think that he should be on this team once the playoff season rolls around, or the push for the playoffs at least. Maybe you potentially trade away a guy like P.O. Joseph. If Ty Smith continues to play the way that he has, and you're allowed to get, not allowed to get, you're able to get a top-hand lefty defenseman, yeah, maybe that opens the door to trade a P.O. Joseph away, who has been great, and trust me, I'd love to see him continue playing for the Penguins, but sometimes it's about asset management. Smith could take over his role. Pedersen is a more polished defenseman. So if you're going to trade an NHL defenseman right now and you can't offload Brian Dumlin because there's not going to be any value there. If you need to trade a valued NHL defenseman for the Penguins right now, maybe it's P.O. Joseph. But who comes back the other way? I have my eyes on Max Domi. I really do. I put out a piece earlier this week with three mock trades that would help the third line for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Check that out if you will. One of the pieces is Max Domi. He's leading the Chicago Blackhawks this season in points. I believe in goals as well. I'd have to double-check that. But he's certainly leading them in points. Everybody talking about yeah, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves. Right now, Max Domi is the better player at the moment. Not to say that he will be if acquired. But as the moment, he's performing better for the Chicago Blackhawks. Point standing that the Pittsburgh Penguins should not be afraid to. And should honestly be looking to trade away their first round pick. That's all for this one. We will see you guys next week with a full batch of Tip of the Iceberg podcasts and Penguins to go. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, you can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins, or you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts from. That's going to do it for this one. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great weekend, Pens fans.